0: Black Business University is the authority on black business success and black entrepreneurship, bringing you the latest in strategies, tactics, tools, tips, and resources to help you create soaring success. Be sure to rate the show and, of course, let us know what you need to stay ahead of the business curve. Go to blackbusinessuniversity.com to get your free trial of BBU. And now, here's today's episode. Hey, y'all, you ready? Let's get going! Let's get going! Everybody on your feet. Everybody yeah, on your feet. Everybody up, on your up. feet.
1: Let's go. Time to get up. Time to get up. Time to get up.
0: Get up. Get <laughs> up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get on up. Get on up. Y'all look beautiful this afternoon. Absolutely. My black is beautiful.
1: Well. All
0: right. So I want you to find three people that you can give and receive high fives from, and they cannot be in your row. Go get three, let's go, let's go. Three, three high fives. Five. Five. Let's go. Let's create some energy in this room.
1: Moving and grooving. Moving and grooving.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
1: High five.
0: Let's give it three. One, two, three. Up in here. <laughs> All right. Have a seat. Come on. All right. Give the high fives. Receive the high fives. (laughs) All right. Before we bring up our next speaker, I want to get just three, just three people who've had some of those, as Chris Tucker would say, "Damn moments." All right. We got somebody who's had those aha, those moments where you're like, "Mm," Mm -hmm. "Yes, right back there." Stand up and say it loud, and I'll repeat it. A moment that you've had in, in during the course of this afternoon or this morning. Wow. Wow. Good. Thank Fabulous. you. Good job, give, give it her a hand. Who else?
1: This young lady over here. Invention. Invention.
0: Intention, attention and in- invention? invention. All right, Excellent. give, give it, up. it up, give it up. It up. Uno mas. No there de- is no destiny
1: Word without, without difficulty. Without difficulty. Strength
0: without struggle. All right, and then one one right. bonus right there. A bonus. The penny the and penny the $100 dollar. bill?
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's on. All right. Yeah. Give it up for it all up. For our participants. Give, give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up.
0: I'm telling you, what you want this weekend, you will get. So, if you've come again, I'm gonna keep saying this if you've come for a transformation, you've come for that one little thing that can really turn your life around, you will get it. But you gotta play at all levels. You gotta play at number 10, at high 10. You can't play at 2 and expect to be rewarded at the 10th level. It just doesn't work that way. It don't work. All right, so our next speaker. I met our next speaker about four or five years ago and I kept hearing about this guy who was making millions on the internet I kept hearing about this guy who was doing things so differently than anybody on the internet I said I gotta know who this guy is yeah the only thing was that he lived in Michigan you know Ann Arbor Michigan I know there are planes that go up to Michigan so I had to literally get up to Ann Arbor (laughs) Michigan to see this guy in action Uh uh-huh And when I walked in there, he had on like one of those like Flavor Flav hats, he had on t-shirts, he had on his socks, he was just walking around and he was putting it down about how to make millions, not six figures on the internet. And then I found out that he had a bullet in his leg and I was like, why is he walking around with a bullet in his leg? But I understood that Stephen Pierce had been through some things and as y'all know, you can't really have a breakthrough unless you've had at least one breakdown. Well <laughs> So the guy we're gonna talk about Word. who's gonna come up today is my friend, my business partner. Get up and show some love for Steven B. Steven You can you
1: better than that, come on. Oh, stop it, you guys suck. Have a seat. That's horrible. Are you freaking kidding me? Is that the best you got? Let me ask you this, how many of you guys want to make a whole lot of money? Okay. How many of you want to make a whole lot of money really, really fast? You guys are weak. I'm going to give you one more time. Here we go. How many of you want to make a whole lot of money really, really fast, a whole lot easier? Is that all the energy you got? I was sitting back there watching. I said to myself, this is depressing. Let me tell you something. i traveled literally around the world and have spoken before thousands of people and helped create multiple millionaires and multiple million-dollar companies. Let me tell you something. The one thing that all these people have in common is the level of energy, excitement, and passion they have about what's possible for themselves. You guys are here to learn how to be millionaires. That's pathetic. You need to do millionaires. That's it. See, learning is passive, you're sitting back and taking it in. Screw that stuff. You have to go out there and apply stuff and do stuff and make this stuff happen. Yeah. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. So we're going to get into some stuff here, but listen, before I can actually share with you guys like some of my secrets, I'm not going to give them all to you, but I want to give you some. What I have to do is I got have to bring you into my little club. And to do that, you have to do two things with me. You guys wanna play along? Yes or no? Yeah. You have to do my money chant, okay? And then you have to throw up my little money sign. Alright? Okay, so here it goes. Here's the money chant. Let me hear you. No, 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 do it again, do it again. Come on, man. Let's do it again. Ready? One, two, three. That was okay. Now, the second thing you have to do is the money sign. So put up your hand like this. Put your thumb in the middle. Cross your two fingers. For those that need help, you can take your other hand across it. Okay. Now turn it upside down and say, mo money, mo money, mo money, mo money. See, now you can do both of them, mo money. And then what you do is you combine them. All right, I want you to combine the two. I want you to combine the chant with the sign. You guys ready? Yes. One, two, three. Hootie hoo! Now, that's how you do it. Hey, that's how you do it. Give yourself a hand. All right, listen. As you can tell, I like to have fun, all right? I don't ever wanna grow up, period. I'm not interested in being an adult. Talk to the people that work with me and they will confirm that. I am not interested in growing up. Being irresponsible is my expertise, okay? I like that. I let other people be responsible for me, right? Now, here's the thing. I mean, if you look around this room, you know, all of us are here for different reasons. I mean, if you were to ask everybody in this room how they define success, you'll probably get a different definition from everybody. But the one thing that I know for sure is that there's at least four things that acts as a common thread that brings every single one of us together in this room. And one of them is definitely not our color, okay? You can call this event whatever it is you want, but there's four things that I know we want. One of the things that we want is love, right? How many you agree with that? Now, see, the interesting thing is that, how many here are married? Right, how many it was an arranged marriage? Right, how many, it was arranged, he's like forced. <laughs> see, here's the thing, most people get married because of what, love. So why do most people get divorced? See, the Bible says money answers all things. Now, listen, I mean, money doesn't provide a solution to every problem that you have. Let me tell you something. It sure as hell can take care of a lot of different issues a person has. And one of the things is that if you're stressing out over money, it kind of blocks the arteries of love that you have in your life. So it's not that money and love are one of the same. It's just that because of how important money is, if we tend to lack it, because remember, most people get divorced, not because of an overabundance of money, but because of the lack of it. And the lack of money is not anybody's responsibility, but those particular people, right? So the second thing I would probably say that we all have in common is that every single one of us value our freedom, right? How many of you say they value the freedom? That although we value our freedom and we are free people, by the virtue of how we designed our lives, we actually live in a prison. I mean, because if you think about what happens in a prison. They're told when they can go in the yard, when they can have chow, what time they get up, and all that other kind of stuff. Sound familiar? Got to be to work at nine. You can take lunch at 12. Can't leave till five, right? So while you're free, by virtue of selection of your lifestyle, you actually put yourself in a prison. Okay? So what we have to do is we have to get that freedom back. How many on board to get the freedom back? And I'll probably say the third thing that we all have in common is that we all want more time. would you say we all want more time? Now, I'm not talking about praying to God for like a 25th hour, because if you can't manage your 24, you're going to screw up the 25th one anyway, right? But the thing I'm talking about is the ability to spend our time doing what it is we want to do versus what it is we have to do, right? Or being with the people we want to be with versus the people that we have to be with. Like, screw that. You know what? I want to be able to choose, use my power of choice and do what it is I want to do. How many understand what I'm talking about? And was the fourth thing, or I'll probably say the fourth thing is, is that we all want security. How many would say we all want security? Now there's different kinds of security, but I would be willing to bet that I mean you're in here because you want financial security, right? You want to be secure as your family's provider. Isn't that true? And listen, make no mistake about it, we live in a very interesting environment right now financially. But you know what? There's not how many actually have stocks that they lose the money in their stocks, or portfolios, or investments or something? There's nothing really you can do to stop it. Right? See, we can't really control what's going on in the external environment, but the one thing that we can control is how we position ourselves in that environment. I mean, when the stock market's going up, people are making millions and losing millions. When the stock market is going down, people are making millions and losing millions. It's not necessarily the direction of the market, more so it is what your position is in the market. Right? So what we have to do is we have to stop stressing over the things that we can't control and start focusing our energies on the things that we can control. Right? I feel like a rotisserie oven right here. Doesn't it look like one? But the thing that we have to understand is that the, the, the situation that we're faced with right now is an opportunity. You know, I look at people, I'm like, you know, people are talking about how they're drowning and, and dead or something like that, and I just don't get it. I think that most people are drowning in a sea of opportunity, especially in today's environment where more millionaires are being created today than at any other point in time in history. Period. And, Millionaire status knows no race, it knows no geography, and every single one of us have an equal opportunity to be able to create whatever wealth it is that we want. But one of the things you have to do is you have to know the difference between playing defense and playing offense. In today's environment, most people, their decision is to cower over into a corner and curl up in like a fetal position and try to safeguard whatever money they feel as if they have left. But what if I were to tell you that's the worst thing that you can possibly do? And in fact, if you do that, what you would probably consider to be your worst nightmare would probably be the thing that happened to you. You have to, how many of you like sports? Right, how many you like football? Football's going on right now? When a team is behind in the game, do they just throw up their hands and be like, oh well, let's just put the defense out there so they don't run the score up on it? Or do they send out the offense as well? We want to prevent the losses, in other words we want to prevent them from running up the score, but at the same time we need to go on the offense. So what it is I'm hoping to do here is to create some momentum and put you on the offense and share with you what it is I know is possible. Let me tell you something. What I know is possible and what it is I've been through and what it is I'm gonna share with you here will make a significant change in your life if you do something about it if you do something about it. Without question, you got these little things, these little handouts, right? I'm not here to sell you anything more so than it is, I'm here to help create some momentum and then give you an intelligent option, okay? But you're gonna have to decide if this is something that you wanna do. But what I found though is, in traveling around the world and working with people of different cultures, even where I work with people where there's interpreters in the room so people understand what it is that I'm saying, there's a very distinct difference between those that succeed and those that don't. And one of the first things that I notice is how they evaluate what they're going to do. What criteria for deciding what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. Here's what people that don't make a lot of money use. They look at is it easy, is it affordable, and is it convenient? Is it easy, is it affordable, and is it convenient? Now, everybody pretty much knows that success is not found in the path of easy, affordable, convenient, right? But on the opposite side, those that are incredibly successful, they have one primary criteria. And that is, is it worth it? Because see, if it's worth it, then it doesn't matter if it's easy, affordable, convenient, we're going to find a way. Right? So what you have to do is you have to find out, you know, is this game worth it? Fran asked you all earlier, you know, why are you here? And I took every single answer and I said to myself, I don't even think anybody knows why they're here. You think you know why you're here. You want to learn, you want knowledge, you want power, you want to make money and all that kind of stuff. That's nonsense. What is all of that going to ultimately get you? What's going to be the impact of that? It's not the money itself, right? It's what it's going to enable you to be able to do. I mean, think about this, how many of you here have family? How many know that whether you win or lose, you're not the only person that wins or loses? It's your family. So you have to think about the fact that we have all this interact, uh, interactivity the In interconnectivity rather, with other people. So what it is you decide to do and not do is gonna impact the people that you love most. So when you don't follow through or you fail, you haven't just failed yourself, you failed those that are dependent on you. And most people don't have the heart, the courage to come to an environment like this. So if you think about it, you're probably your family's last hope. And they're depending on you. So what you need to do is you need to look at this as your finest out. and stop talking about this stuff and put it to it, because it's interesting. I mean, we have all these opportunities, but if you sit down and you talk to people, and I've had to put up to talking to literally thousands, it's interesting the psychology that we have. Let me ask you a question because to help me make sense of this. What sense does it make to not do something in fear of failing at it, when not doing it can guarantee that you're not going to fail or that you're not going to succeed at all? If you don't do it, you have automatically failed at it, right? At least if you do something, you've given yourself a chance. That's called picking the wrong risk. You think, well, you know, if I invest my time or money, what if I lose? If you don't do it, you automatically lose. The biggest thing you put at risk, when you don't make a decision to move forward, is that you put at risk the opportunity to live your ideal life and live it on your terms. So hopefully what we're going to do here is create some new options for you. How many are on board? Hopefully it some new options for you and that you can look at me as an example of what's possible. Because I can assure you right now, Every single one of you are in a better position today than I was when I got started. You'll see when I actually get to that. But if there's anything that I'm hoping to do is, is I'm hoping to give you a different perspective or a new perspective, okay? And by that, let me illustrate something. Everybody stand up real quick. I'll do this first. On your feet, quickly, come on. Quickly, all right? Here's the thing, I don't play, all right? I'm here to help transform your life. If you're not interested in transforming your life and you wanna have like this passive experience, you can step out and wait for somebody else to come up here, all right? That's it. Bottom line. So how many guys are on board? Yeah. How many are on board? Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. To kind of illustrate what it is I mean by giving you a different perspective, we're going to point to the ceiling. Don't do it yet. Let me illustrate it. We're going to point to the ceiling. We're going to turn our finger clockwise. For those that don't know what clockwise is, that means your finger is going to the right. Okay? And then you're going to pull your finger down. You're going to look inside of it. And then I want you to shout, not whisper, what direction your finger is going. Ready? Point to the ceiling. Turn your finger clockwise, 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 clockwise. clockwise, Pull it down, pull it down, look inside of it. Which way is your finger going? You guys don't know which way your finger is going? Do it again. Point to the ceiling. Turn your finger clockwise, clockwise, clockwise. Pull it down, look inside of it. Which way is your finger going? Are you guys confused or are you like hypnotized by your spinning fingers or something? I'm going to give you one more chance. Point to the ceiling. Turn your finger clockwise and pull it down, pull it down, look inside of it. Tell me, which way is your finger going? (laughs) Have a seat. You guys are looking at your finger like you're getting (laughs) dizzy. Now, let me ask you something. What changed when you looked at your finger? Did you change the direction of your finger, yes or no? What changed? Your perspective. That's the only thing that changed. So remember this, in life, What you see depends on where you sit. See, if you were to take a a piece of paper and write a six on it, and you were to put it on the ground and go stand on the opposite side, what are you most likely to see? Right, so what I'm hoping to do here is to put you in a different position, give you a different perspective or a new perspective, and allow you to see what's available to you, just like I was able to see what was available to me. But then the moment you get that, it's going to be up to you to do something about it. You, I can't take action for you. I can present the opportunity, and you can make an intelligent decision based on what's in your best interest today and for tomorrow. Not what's going to make you comfortable, but what's going to make you great. And that's a choice. See, people that become great, greatness doesn't just bump into them one day when you walk out of the house. If you want to be great, you have to choose to be great. Every single morning when I wake up, I choose to be extraordinary because good and great is not good enough for me. Even outstanding is not good enough for me. I choose every single day to be extraordinary. And I ask myself, what can I do right now to be extraordinary, and then I give myself permission to start. Every single one of us has the power to be able to do that. How many choose to be extraordinary? So if you choose to be extraordinary, you have to take extraordinary actions. And most of the time, an extraordinary action is something that you haven't done before. And with that can come a high level of uncertainty and fear. And that's okay. When you feel uncertainty and you feel fear, that's you feeling your sense of humanity. It's not about, Lord, let me eliminate this fear or eliminate this uncertainty. It's really about building the courage, that muscle of courage to be able to deal with that kind of stuff. You never really eliminate fears. It's just a part of how we're made. It's really about developing that courage. So when you see these opportunities, you have to have the courage to do it. I and mean, one of the things you have to have the courage to deal with this change. Change, I'm in an environment right now of rapid change. Everybody, cross your arms. Cross your arms, quickly. You know how to cross your arms, right? cross your arms like this for those who don't know what that is okay now look at which wrist is on top okay now uncross your arms now cross them the opposite way opposite way people now uncross your arms was it as comfortable the second way as the first way yes or no No. yes or no? no but was it possible see, that's how change is for the most part. See, change isn't all the time comfortable, but it is for the most part all the time possible. So it's really a decision. Do you want to be comfortable or do you want to be great? Do you want to be outstanding? Do you want to be extraordinary? You can be comfortable, but I can almost guarantee if you're comfortable, you're not going to be extraordinary. You want to be an extraordinary example, we just can't talk about this thing. We have to actually do something about it. And let me tell you something, if there's anything I know about, I know about Having to deal with change. And let me tell you something. First of all, I don't have all the answers. And I'm not going to act like I have all the answers. But the one thing I do know is I have solutions that work. And they work for people that have been in the worst position that you have. And they work with people across all kinds of geographical boundaries. And I know that because like, I go to different countries. In fact, I leave at 5.45 today to go to Indonesia, Malaysia, and Singapore doing like seven events in 10 days. So I know it's possible. I get caught out there to work with people because what we do works. But it's going to be up to you to decide if you want to have this to work for you. Okay. And you can make that decision a little bit later, but to give you an idea of what my background looks like, I'll give you the shorter version, so I don't have as much time as I normally have when I go and speak. How many of you in here have some kind of formal education? Formal education. For those that don't know what I mean by formal, like high school diploma, GED, college degree, you know, mail order degree, you know, something you did up on your own computer, whatever whatever it is. How many have some kind of formal education? Okay, how many don't? Wow. Look around. Every single person here has a formal education. Well, I don't. I was kicked out of school, left with a 10th grade education. I was one of those guys that was out of class more so than was in class. But I was in class, I was like a menace to the classroom. The students probably found me to be funny, but the teachers did not find me to be hilarious at all. And I still remember the time I was taken to the principal office, and they told me not to come back. I was really excited. I was like, I had permission from the principal to not go back to school. I mean, I couldn't wait to tell mom and dad, you won't believe it. It was not early graduation, okay? I later found out they did not move me ahead of the class. They kicked me out of class. So what does a kid do when he's kicked out of school? When you're kicked out of school, you find other people that are kicked out of school or at least on certain days they're skipping class, right? or skipping school. And what do you do? You go find trouble. What do you do if you can't find it? you it, and that's exactly what did. Let me ask you this. How many of you in here ever been shot before? Man, you guys got it good. Okay, let me ask you this. How many of you in here ever thought about shooting somebody before? Right? Right, exactly. So we live on one side of that fence or the other, don't we? Right? Well, I've been shot before as well. Let me ask Fran was telling you. And I still remember the day, I'm not going to go through all the details, but for me, that was a really significant turning point in my life. And, you know, I realized that while I was pissed off at the world, at God, my family, it's like, look at what they did to me. It's not my fault. It's their fault. I played the victim, you know. But it took a level of maturity for me to realize that I wasn't a victim of my circumstances. I was the creator of my circumstances. And until we reach that level of maturity, we're never going to reach the level of life mastery. So we have to understand that we are where we are as a direct result of our decisions. We live in a cause and effect world. But if you don't like where you are, make new decisions to change your position. And that's what I did. I decided to make some new decisions. Because I realized that if all these bad decisions could put me in that bad place, new decisions and better decisions could put me in a new and better place. So I embarked on this journey to walk the straight and narrow, right? Got in church, gave my life back to the Lord and everything, and I was just making it happen. So life decides to give me my first big reward, which was bankruptcy. Wow. Now, I'm running the streets. I'm doing really good, doing bad stuff, and I'm not bankrupt. Right, cash in my pockets, right, the crew is kicking it. I decided to walk the straight and narrow, I ain't got no friends and now I'm bankrupt. Wow. now see for me the easy decision would have been to go back to what it was I knew, but I didn't because I had connected with some higher values and a higher level of character. So I said I'm going to keep pressing on. And life wasn't done yet. That's when life rewarded me with homelessness. Yeah to walk the straight and narrow was hard, man, let me tell you, it was hard. And I remember I met a guy that owned a mortgage company at Rockville, Maryland, and he allowed me to sleep on the floor of an empty office space that he had. And for me to clean up, I had to, I would wait until I thought everybody was out of the building, I would go into the public bathroom and use that liquid soap and those brown paper towels, if you want to call them that. It's like a step below sandpaper. I mean, it's absolutely horrible. I mean, you wash your hands with it. Imagine taking that across your body, right? It was horrible, but that was my lifestyle. So I can assure you right now that the bottom that I hit is a bottom you haven't seen. But it was off of that bottom that I realized that you know, there was still something more for me out there. And I wanted to create more, I wanted to be able to contribute more, and I didn't give up. Listen, I was depressed out of my mind, but I was still determined. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen a determined, depressed person before, but it's a very interesting type of a person, right? You know, I was like, I was trying to figure this whole thing out. Um, but I got exhausted, I almost kind of like gave up for the most part, and I gave up on the part of trying to make all these different things happen because I kept on pushing, trying to use force. And it was later that I learned that, you know what, you don't really advance your position in life through force, you advance it through finding leverage points. So I had to find out what were gonna be some leverage points. I gotta really shorten this up. because I wanna get into some marketing stuff here. But um, what ultimately happened is I started you know, going on the internet, I borrowed somebody else's computer and internet connection. How many here have your own computers? How many have your own internet connection with that computer? Right. See, I didn't have my own. I used somebody else's. So I started going online, and I got introduced to the futures and commodities markets, and I fell in love with this. I had no idea what it was all about, but I just fell in love with the whole concept that people were using a little bit of money and making a ton of money, leverage. So I just started to study this stuff and look at the charts all day, and somehow, you know, I didn't have anything else to be doing today, but somehow I got really good at understanding what the direction of the markets were going to be. And I went online, this is like the late 1990s, and I started posting these into news groups. You know, telling people, hey, buy sugar, sell cotton, corn, lean hogs, pork bellies, and all this other kind of stuff. And I did this for a while, and then later somebody told me in the news group that, you know, the trades you're putting in here are outperforming the trades, services that most of these people are subscribing to, that they were paying for. So I got a little excited. I had a horrible self-esteem, and my self-esteem was shining, I didn't even have a self-esteem. You know I mean? It was just that gone. So, I mean, for me, that was a little shot in the arm, felt good, but then for the most part, that just kind of like disappeared. Um, and I kept on doing it, and then I started getting these requests. The first request was, can you put these on a website? And I had no idea how to put up a website. And I searched, and I figured it out. It was the ugliest website you could possibly see. See, I know what a website's supposed to look like, and fundamentally I looked at my website and said, this can't be right, you know what I mean? It was just horrible looking, but it was my website. I mean, it was horrible, but it was my website. Even when I was looking, I was like, why is this not right? But I told people about it, and I was hoping people would go, and then I got another request, and so the request was, can you send these to us an email? I had no idea how to do that back then. So I, I did some searching, and I tried to figure that out, and I figured it out. And back then, you know today you fill out a form, you can get name, email address, and all that. Well, back then, all you can get was like the email address. Right, so if you want to send an email out, you know, today you can like say, hey, John, or whatever. Back then, all you can do is say, hey, right? Because you had an no email address, you had no name. So I had all these things, and in less than two weeks, I had over 1,200 people giving their email address. I was like, it blew my mind. I didn't even know one person that knew 1,200 people, right? It blew my mind. I was like, 1,200 people? There was no money in it, but I was excited. And then I started getting the request that changed my life. A guy emailed me. He said, can I pay you to teach me how to pick trades the way you're picking trades? And I'm thinking to myself, I don't even know how I'm picking these trades. Can you pay me to teach me how I'm picking these trades, right? (laughs) I had no idea how I was doing it. But then I was just like, you know, I'm not this guy you want to pay to learn how to do this stuff. I'm just not the one. So I sent him an email back, giving him an indirect no. And then he sent me a response saying, well, I'll pay you $5,000. I'm like, 5000 whole legal dollars? Right? Taxes optional, right? <laughs> so I'm saying to myself, I'll figure out how I'm picking these trades. And I did. So I figured out how I was picking these trades. And I put together this package and I sent it to him and I was excited. You know, money was spent before I even got it. You know how we did You know, this is the Black Negatives Conference. You know how we did right? <laughs> Don't play with me. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I got the money pretty much spent before I get it. But then I, I was baffled. and said, well, wait a second. Why did this guy want to pay me 5,000 bucks? So I thought about it. And then I went back and looked at the Free Daily Trace. And on paper, for those that know about paper trading, but on paper, the Free Daily Trace had produced in 12 months over $725,000 in net profits. If I was trading that, I would have been like wealthy, at least at that time. So I blew my mind, I said, that's why he wanted to debate. So I got a little depressed, because I figured he would have probably paid me more. But what happened was, I did not realize the value I was providing. I did not realize the value that I had to give to the world. And I feel that that's how it is for many of you. You have all these experiences in life, but you value other people's experiences more than yours. You feel as if people will pay others but not paying you, because they're the expert. But let me ask you, what is an expert? An expert is somebody that calls themselves an expert. And then enough people hear them calling themselves an expert that they say they are the expert. And then all of a sudden, the collective consciousness of people starts to say they're the expert. It's the only way it can happen, because experts are not born. They are made. Never say out of your mouth what you don't want other people to say about you. If you're the expert, you have to carry yourself like the expert. People thought I was an expert trainer. As long as they didn't know what my background was, we had a pretty good relationship. (laughs) Right? Can you imagine if they would have been like, who is this guy? (laughs) You know, their whole perspective and concept of what I was putting out there would have probably changed. So what you have to do is you have to kind of change how you're viewing yourself. You know what I mean? Stop minimizing who you are and what it is you've accomplished and the value you have inside. Stop acting like you don't have something that you can contribute to the world that people aren't willing to pay for. Because I'm going to tell you something right now, you do. And right now, you have certain skills and abilities and talents that can help people to increase something in their life. Like their energy or their focus or their knowledge or decrease something like their body fat or the time it takes to do something. And they're paying other people. Because other people have put their experience out there. The difference between you and them is that they are now selling their experience and created value in an exchange with other people, and you have it. That's the only difference. Why not you? Why can't you do it as well? You can. So I put it out there, and I said, okay, well, what I want to do is, you know, now I see I can make money with this thing, okay? But I didn't want to be a teacher. That just wasn't my gig back then. But I said, you know what, I'm putting out managing like 35 trades a week. I'm going to start a service. This is going into the year, January 2000, exactly. So I decided to start a service, and I'm going to charge people 350 bucks a month, 350 bucks, that was a lot of money for people back then, um, but I did, I had 1,200 people on my list, I took a little bit of the money, got myself a domain, had a much better looking website, okay, and then I sent out, the, I, put, I put this little letter on the, on the website, I didn't know how to write sales service, so I just wrote like a little, like I was talking to somebody, wrote a little paragraph and sent it out with no names, just email addresses, okay, and in less than two weeks, over 100 people signed up with their first payment of 350 bucks. And I went from zero to over 35,000 bucks, just like that. My first 12 months on the internet, I made over $500,000. And it was 99.99999% profit because I had no overhead. Now, I don't know if you guys are shocked or jealous, but why are you just staring at it? <laughs> Here you go, you clap. So it was at that time that I realized that this was the best freaking business in the world because if I could do it, I knew that anybody could do it. So I kept on doing it again into different markets and with different products. And I started to become like a factory creating products, making millions. And then I said, I'm going to teach other people. I even started to teach my competitors. And I started helping them make millions. And then I said, wait a second, I'm I'm going to create a training program and I'm going to go take people that have no experience to start helping them. I started helping them become successful. It was at that point in time, because I have this philosophy, if it happens once, it's an accident. If it happens twice, it's a coincidence. If it happens three or more times, that's a pattern. So what I ultimately discovered was the pattern to being able to make millions on the internet. A pattern that knows no race, it knows no geographical boundaries, it knows no religion, it knows no education, it knows none of that. It is like the laws of the universe. If you understand them and you leverage them and use them to your benefit, you will reap the rewards of it. How many say that's exciting? please so slides please here we go so this is where we live now okay that's 4.3 acres 12,000 square foot house the value of 2.5 million bucks in Whitney Texas I mean that's a that's some huge contrast you know going from you know being homeless right now, I hear the rumors that some people take pictures in front of other people's houses and claim for them to be their homes, but there's a few people in here. If you've been to my house, I want you to stand up. If you've been to my house, stand up. Stand up, look around the room, look. look. See, these people have been to our house. Yeah, see, and we, and they, we have a good time about By the way, Russell Simmons was at my house uh, like two, three weeks ago. Is it two, three? No, September 25th. Um, we had like a big charity networking thing and we bring people out, we bring millionaires together. In fact, some incredibly wealthy and powerful people come over to our house. Russell Simmons was there on September 25th. It is a pretty spectacular thing. But here's the thing, and the, and the thing is, is that one of my commitments is, is really to three things. To teach people how to think, to teach them how to live, and teach them how to make crap loads of money. And the reason I bring clients and do events at our house is because I want people to understand how to live. You know, that part of it. And I want to make it real for them. Not just a bunch of pictures on the screen, but I want them to see in a more tangible sense. Now, <coughs> That's some other pictures. Now, all of us, how many here have something like, you know what, when you start really hitting it financially, there's some things you want to get for others and some things you want to get for yourself. Let me say something, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You know, that's like just being able to live and benefit from the fruits of your labor. You should not feel guilty about that. Trust me, I do not believe Solomon was guilty about felt guilty about anything. So, you should be able to enjoy the wealth that you get rightfully by giving value to other people. You should not feel bad about that, because at the same time you're giving to yourself, when you go and you buy something, what has just happened? The money that you accumulated has now exchanged hands with somebody else. And because you put yourself in the position financially where you can buy those things, you've also put yourself in the financially where you can help other people financially because you just gave them money. And that gives them more what it is they're looking for. And that whole thing continues to circulate. So the more money you make and you go spend on other people and you contribute, you give to charities, and you just do other different things with and get your own thing, guess what? You're helping other people at the same time. It's almost impossible to a certain extent, even if you spend a ton of money on yourself, to be totally selfish because you have to give the money to somebody else. It's like, oh, you're so self-absorbed, you just buy all this stuff for yourself. Yeah, but they're not stealing it. They're giving the money to somebody else, right? And that's helping that company or those people to reach their financial objectives. Well, one of my things was, is I used to always look into these home theater magazines. I was like, you know what? I'm going to build my own home theater. I'm not just talking about some nice size TV with some speakers, you know, some Bose speakers or something, some stuff on the stand. I'm like, I want the real freaking deal. You know what I mean? I want something that was custom built. I wanted a special room, and when we moved in, that was not a special room. <clears throat> I don't do no woodworking stuff. Okay? <laughs> I don't even take out trash or do laundry. You know? That's just not my thing, right? I've just not built that one, right? <laughs> so I looked at that, and I said, that room's got to go, right? That's just not my kind of room. So we called in a company and had them do some transformations of the room. I don't know why that's going slow. So there we go. All this custom trim was put in, and I'm going in. I'm checking every single day as the room starts to transform and become our ideal room, and fiber optic ceilings, and the screen is going up, and... That's us. The picture's not that bright, but that's the screen. And now they're starting to put the chairs in. And then they give me my little toy. And right now, after spending $200,000 cash in that room, it's better to watch movies in there than in any other place. Now, there's people here that watch movies in our room, right? I mean, I've had people come in front of town and watch like six or seven movies in a row. (laughs) I mean, it's like a drug. No, I'm serious. I mean, the room is is just like freaking phenomenal. And, and, And when we bring people over, we bring clients over, it's like a treat. You know, and for me, it's like a treat as well. You're like in the middle of the day when, while you guys are working and I don't want to work, I'll go watch a movie. Right? And, you know, we, I play video games. But at the same time, I like to treat our clients special as well. So in every one of our rooms, we have 42 inch LCD flat screen televisions. That panel you see right there is on the wall of every room that has their own separate sound system. They can access all the movies in our media center, music, satellite, whatever. It's literally like a five star hotel. We even have a house assistant, we have this big Bathtub, you put your clothes in it. she washes your clothes for you. Hopefully she washes them right. Hopefully you're not over, overly sensitive to how your clothes are washed. But it's really about the lifestyle and helping people to understand that this is possible, especially when they want to understand where it is I've come from. You know, I really want them to kind of be immersed in what that whole thing is like. <coughs> also, charities. You know, one of the things that I like to do is to get at charities. This was an event that we did live in Singapore. It's like 2,500 people. But I went on stage. Like this. But it was like 2,500 people in the audience and all I had was my laptop and access to the internet. And the goal was to raise $100,000 for Feed the Children in four days. We raised $130,000 for Feed the Children in 64 hours live on stage in front of an audience. (laughs) Using the internet. Okay, using the internet. And again, this just shows you what's possible. When Hurricane Katrina happened, we did a fundraiser with our friends and in like a month we raised over $600,000 for Hurricane Katrina relief. Using the internet. So, I mean, the internet can be used for all kinds of things. Can, your church can leverage it, your business can leverage it, your family can leverage it. So it's an amazing thing. And yeah, you know, I could beat my chest. You know, I've been in the news, international television, all kinds of places like that. As well as my wife and I, we have had we've had dinner with the Prince of Wales, Prince Charles. Right? This is our official invitation. His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, President of the Prince Trust, requests the pleasure of the company of Mr. and Mrs. Stephen Pierce at the gala dinner. This was at Buckingham Palace. How many of you have ever been to Buckingham Palace? Huh? Yeah, yeah. I see. I've been to Buckingham Palace. Yeah, you know. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So those are our minutes cards and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, so I mean, you know, some amazing. I mean, come on, from the streets to the Buckingham Palace. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, but let's get it straight, it's not like, you know, Prince of Wales said, come up in my room, kick up your heels and let's like watch television together or something. But we did have a great time. We had these beautiful plates and stuff and some souvenirs. It was great. I've traveled around the world and it's just been amazing. I've gotten all kinds of different awards. But it's a testament to our level of contribution to other people. Because the biggest reward that I get is when I come into an environment, I see faces like yours. And somebody says, you know what, I like the momentum that we created. I want to work with you. In, in a matter of weeks or months, their life is completely transformed. I'm going to share some examples with the, of you with that um, while we're here. So there's three different ways I make money. Okay? I sell information products, I coach and consult people, and I speak around the world. Okay? These are some of the products I created. <coughs> I've created tons of products. That's one of my trading products. All of these are trading products that I created. That's marketing products. These are all kinds of products that I've created. Okay, now, this is the product. Now, because of the screen you can't really see, but that right there is September 2006, okay? This is the product that I created, okay? It's a digital product, sells for $29.95. I put this online two years ago. Everybody say two years. Two years. Okay, September 2006. And these are all sales. And look at the monthly numbers. 77,000, 96,000, 88,000, 99,000, 65,000, 52,000. Those are monthly sales. See, it's one thing for me to come up here and talk about certain things, but I like to show the evidence of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that you guys will find me guilty of having succeeded in the way that I say that I've succeeded, as well as find me guilty of having helped people the way I say I've been able to help people. Because that's September 2006. Now, try to guess how much time I spend on this site. Per day. Per week. I'll tell you, I spend less than 60 minutes a month on this site. And this is what has accumulated up to the April, the first week of April was the last time I took the number. Over one million dollars. <laughs> do You know, you know what I'm saying? So I mean it's one thing to come talk about, and here's the thing: this is hands-free stuff. This product continues to sell, even as I'm standing here right now. This is just one product, it's $30 and people download. All right, so what's the product? I'll show it to you. and, And it's not a make money product. This is a little ad for the product I had online.
0: A sharper mind, higher IQ, greater focus, effortlessly unleash your true mental powers. Discover the scientific breakthrough that will supercharge your mind. The Optimization Audio Brainwave Stimulation CD. Simply by listening to this CD, you can improve focus, IQ, and
1: solve problems like never before. Order now and receive these bonuses. You'll be more productive, think faster, and reduce stress. Guaranteed. Optimization. Don't think again without it. Order online today. So you, so you don't think this is some kind of money-making product. It's a personal development product and it sells around the clock. You know how you go to work and you get paid for the hours you work? I get paid for this regardless of what it is I'm doing. I could be playing video games, I could be sleeping, I could be goofing off, I could be playing with the dogs in the backyard, I could be out fishing, I could be out boating, I could be watching movies, I could be traveling. I mean, there's been times I jumped on a plane and take a 24 hour flight to another country and by the time I land, I have one product that's done like 5 or 2,000 dollars. In fact, I remember one specific, I got off the plane and did like 11,400 or something dollars. I was flying, I was on the plane watching movies. How many like that kind of stuff? See, this is what's possible. How many for you, this is becoming real? And that's why I like to show this stuff. It's not necessarily to beat my chest, but for one, anybody can come up here and say how much money they're making. Right? What are you to believe? But if I show you some evidence, then you can't really question what it is I'm telling you. I can show you evidence, and I have some video clips of people that I've helped, and that I've helped become multi-millionaires. You know, so you know that this is real, okay? It's real for every single one of us as long as we do something about it. Okay, so, I make millions you know, coaching and consulting. This is Christopher Guerrero, um, really, really good friend of mine. In fact, I'll get ready to see him in, um, in Indonesia. And I helped him, you can't really see his notes, but this was a, co- a coaching and consulting session that I did with them. and in less than uh, six weeks, I helped him to do close to $2 million in sales, okay? So, you know, having fun, and I kind of do these things. You heard Jerry talking about how I just, it's like, I just say some stuff. It's just the way my brain works. My brain just works in such a way where I can look at something, I can help people to make money like this. This is like a long-term friend of mine and person. I actually got him started on the internet. Um, and I'm like one of the guys behind the scenes that helped him to do everything. But we had a conversation real quick. He told me the situation he was in. And I said, okay, this is what you need to do. And he did it, and in six minutes, he made over $360,000 cash money as a result of doing it. Okay, I have tons of stories like this. Tons of stories. I've taken people that never saw anything on the internet before and helped them to make tons of money. But that's where I make money coaching. And then I make money speaking like this. I traveled around the world. I mean, you named the place. You know, I've been there. We've been to South Africa working with CEDA. you know, you know, working with kids, you know, the Oprah House and the Richard Branson School of Entrepreneurialship. We've been to Dubai. In fact, we're going back there later again this year. Hong Kong, China, Indonesia, Thailand, India, Singapore, Malaysia, all over the world. I'm on stage and there's interpreters. Oh, there's so many people and there's interpreters in booths where it's done in real time. Okay? I've been where there's like 5,000 plus people in the room. I have experience in doing this, but the interesting thing is, is that it doesn't just necessarily, you know, make it exciting, and I become a better teacher, but also become a better student, and I start to learn how people learn, and I start to refine what it is we're doing to help people to achieve what it is they want to achieve much faster. So I love doing that. So I want you to think about this for a minute. What would it mean for you and for your life and for your legacy and for today and for your future? If you had access to the very systems that I use, understanding the patterns that it is that I use. How many of you say that would be very powerful? Because this thing is really about patterns. Think about the English language. How many here understand English? Okay, so for those of you who didn't raise your hand, either you're lazy or you have no idea what I'm saying right now, right? So think about you know think about all the books. Tell me how many here read books? Okay, how many are lying? You just buy books. Right? I mean there is a difference, right? We get excited when we buy, but we never crack it open or read, right? So, here's the thing, think about all the books that are written in English, millions of them, but you have some that become like best-sellers, they sell millions of copies, and you have some that don't sell any copies. What's the one thing they all have in common? They're all a combination and a pattern of the same 26 letters, right? Isn't that true? What about art or movies? I love watching Blu-ray disc movies. Despite how many colors you see, maybe it's a Picasso piece of art that people would bid millions on, whereas a piece of art that nobody would buy. They're all traced back to three primary colors, right? A pattern of three primary colors. What about music? How many here like music, right? How many have music that you love? Now, how many of you that have music that you love you have music that you couldn't stand to listen to? But think about this, both the music you love and the music you can't stand to listen to share the same 12 notes on the musical scale. It's about understanding the patterns. Are you following me? When you strip away all the complexities, you come down to a very basic pattern. And the moment you can understand that pattern and you know how to use it, you literally get the keys to the kingdom. You can unlock the vault of wealth and make all the money you want. So I want you to think about that. What would that ultimately mean for your life, okay? Now, I want you to write these down real quick. I'm not gonna cover them, but I just wanna give you something real quick. If you wanna become a millionaire, there's five things you ultimately have to leverage, okay? And I'm like, I'm like falling behind here. So hopefully, Fran is going to give an extension. Is it okay, guys, if I go over? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. All right. So if Fran forces me off, you guys like, like do a riot or something? Okay. <laughs> Start throwing chairs and uh, or something. Okay. Um. Anyway, so here's five things. The first thing you have to leverage is your meaning. Your meaning, which is your mission and your motivation, that reason why. Remember, I said that the main, the primary criteria that successful people use is, is it worth it? You will not know that if it's worth it if you don't understand what it ultimately means to succeed. Not just in a material sense, but who are all the people that are going to be impacted by your success? Right? So you understand that there's more in the line than just you and your own personal egos and wants and desires. So we have to kind of think about ourselves holistically. It's like when I win, all these other people win. When I give up, they lose as well. Okay? So we have to understand that and we have to understand that it's worth it and we have to stop being what people call being realistic and reasonable. Which to me is just really being a coward because what you do is if you're trying to be reasonable or realistic, you're going for what you think you can get instead of what it is you want. Are you following me? See listen, nobody thought Obama would get the presidency. But he did not stop at what he think he can get. He went after what he wanted and he got it. You have to make that decision to go after what it is you want. Forget about settling for what it is you think you can get. Okay? And the moment you put it on the line and you understand that it's worth it, you'll start to allow yourself to dissolve the different doubts. Because many people, we have belief, but what we do is we believe more in our limits than we do in our unlimited potential. Are you following me? You have belief. See, many of you are talking about, oh, I just need more faith. No, faith is not so much as a developmental thing as it is a directional thing. You're believing just in the wrong stuff. How many understand what I'm talking about? But if you are so attached to doubt, that you feel as if you have to have doubt in your life because it's become your buddy, doubt. Just make sure that you doubt your limits. If you want to doubt, just doubt your limits, and that's it. Because those things literally create the self-imposed mental prisons. And we talk a little bit about that when we come to the mind, but the bottom line is you have to understand that it's worth it. And the moment you understand that it's worth it, the texture of your life begins to change and all these different things that seem to oppose you and to be obstacles, you know, they're not really that big of a deal. And these things that you consider to be the odds that are against you, and, and by the way, most people, the, the biggest challenge they have with the odds is that they never challenge the odds. And the moment you understand that it's worth it, you'll start to challenge those odds. The second thing that you need to leverage is your mind, and we'll get back to that in a minute, so I don't really want to talk too much about that just yet. The third thing, and we'll talk a little bit about that, is your marketing, okay? And I'll give you some specific things that we do on the internet. Um, The fourth thing you have to leverage is your mentors. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but the reason a mentor is important, I just want to emphasize this for a minute, is that a mentor isn't just somebody that gives you a blueprint to follow. A mentor, a really good mentor, and a, and a good coach understands your human nature, which is the, which is pretty much the wild card in your success. See, it's not the box that you get, the stuff you get off of television. It's really your human nature, because we have a tendency to default to what's gonna be the easiest thing to do and not the thing that's gonna make us great. And all of us have this tug of war that's going on, where we have a part of this that's like, well, if you wanna succeed, you have to do this. If you wanna lose weight, you have to do this. If you wanna be smart, you have to do this. But then there's this other side of us, that's like, well, I don't want to. How many understand what I'm talking about? Right? I'm really not paying attention to the cue cards right now. So don't to have to hold those up. Because I want you guys to get this. OK? So you have this tug of war that's going on. And you're struggling. And you're wrestling with this, you have to do this, but I don't want to. You have to do this, but I don't want to. How many understand what I'm talking about? And then what happens is, is you sit there, and your frustrations escalate as you look at all the things you should be doing that you're not doing. You follow me? So what a really good mentor helps you to do is to go to a third place when you choose to do certain things. It's not about what you have to do, and it's not about you know, that push, you have to do this, or that resistance that I don't want to. It's really about going into a place of what you choose to do based on your purpose, your meaning, your motivation. This thing that's gonna make you extraordinary, what do you choose to do in this moment that's gonna move you closer towards that? And then you give yourself permission to start. You don't wait for other people to give you permission, because that's not gonna happen. You give yourself permission to start. what I'm talking about. And then the fifth thing you have to leverage is your your momentum. okay? Which is really important. Momentum is really where was I, where am I today, and what's next? Many of us, because of the way we measure success, we pretty much terminate success while it's actually happening. Let me ask you this. How many of you have ever been involved with some kind of business opportunity, network marketing, whatever. You made a little bit of money, but because you didn't like the amount of money you were making, you just quit and you stop, raise your hands, Raise your mind. I mean, there's no shame in it, but here's the thing, you had evidence, but because of the way you measured your momentum and your success, you just plucked it up and you killed it, because it did not meet that standard, right? Everything is about a process. How many here have kids? How many had the kids in the, in the third month? See, if you have it in the third month, that's called what? A problem, right? You don't call that a baby, that's like an emergency, nine months, right? Now, when you go to the doctor and they show you the picture of the little baby, do you be like, is that it? Let's get rid of this thing. No, it doesn't make any sense, right? Because you know there's a process. The reason most people bail out on their success is because they don't understand the process. They look at that little bit of money and they think, is that it? Listen, just because something isn't working doesn't mean it won't work. And for most of us, it is working. But because of the perspective we have and how we evaluate our success, we don't see that it's working. So what we do is we have all, we have all of these abortions of our dreams. We start something. We don't like have, the results. Not necessarily because the results aren't good or bad. It's the rule of measurement. How you're measuring your momentum in that. And because the measurement is off, you bail out. And then you have to start all over again. So we have to have that. So let's look at the mind real quick. So what we want to do is we want to warm up our minds, okay? You guys on board for this? Yes or no? Yeah. Now, if you've seen me do this before, chill out and don't shout out in the answers. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to watch the team in the white shirts. What color shirts? White. And we're going to count how many times they pass the basketball. That's called the basketball, okay? Not a football. Basketball. We're going to count how many times they pass the what? The, the team in the what color shirts? White. All right, you guys Ready? I want you to get ready. And this is what we're going to do here. we want to really sharpen our minds. Okay? So pay attention. Follow the team in the white shirts and count how many times they pass the basketball. Then I'm going to survey and see if you got it right and then I have a little surprise for you. Ready? Team in the white shirts. White shirts. Follow them. Follow them. Count that basketball. (coughs) White shirts. White shirts. Count how many times they pass the basketball. You can do it. You can do it. White shirts. White shirts. Team in the white shirts. Keep your eye on that ball. Keep your eye on that ball. Keep your eye on that ball, very good. Keep your eye on that ball. Count how many times they pass the basketball. White shirts, basketball, very good. You're into the home stretch, you're into the home stretch, you're into the home stretch, you're almost there, you're almost there, you're almost there. Very good. How many times did they pass the basketball? How many say 16? Okay, how many say 16? How many say 17? How many say 18? How many say 19? You see how many different hands went up? Are we all counting the same thing? How many counted one gorilla? You're like, what? Gorilla? I want you to watch the screen again. This time, I want you to raise your hand the moment you see the gorilla. And keep your hand up. <coughs> watch the screen. The moment you see the gorilla, I want you to raise your hand. Now, let me ask you a question. How in the world can a gorilla in all black, which is a huge contrast to white, and my gosh, this is like a black millionaire's contrast. Like, black should like stand out, right? How can he walk on the screen, beat his chest, and walk off, and like 95% of you completely miss it? I'll tell you exactly why, because I told you specifically what to focus on, didn't I? And you bought into that, and you followed the instructions. And although your eyes saw the gorilla, your brain deleted it. Why is that important? This is how your brain works. If all you do is focus on why things or how things didn't work, you're not going to see how they can work. If you only focus on the failures of the past, you're going to miss the possibilities of the future. This is how your brain works. So here's the thing, when you feel as if something's not going to work, that is real for you. You do not see how it will work. That has become your reality. Because you have sent a direct signal and command to your brain that this won't work. So your mind is like, you're right, it won't. In all the ways that it will work, even though it can perceive it, it does not bring it to you so you can get it. How many understand what I'm talking about? This is how your brain works. So when you sit there, talk about how it's not gonna work, you're right. You think about, well, What if it fails? And you think about all the pain that's going to be involved with that, so, you know, you just don't think you can do it? You're right. But the moment you start to look at, you know, there's got to be a way. I can make this happen. I can come up with the money. I can make the investment. I can get a return on investment. See, the problem with most people, how many here have credit cards? Okay? How many here cannot get a bank loan for a business to save their life? Right? But you got credit cards. But the problem with most people with credit cards, is they buy stupid stuff. They don't use their credit cards for investments, they buy stuff. And they buy stuff that depreciates as you look at it, like jewelry. You look at it, it's depreciating as you look at it. But you use your credit cards, and then you pay what they call stupid tax, all that interest. Instead of being smart saying, bank, you wanna give me a credit card? You wanna charge me interest? I'm gonna use your money, and I'm gonna make more than you making off of me. See, there's nothing wrong with debt. See, people are like, well, we got to get out of debt. Success isn't about getting out of debt as much as it is making more money. Do you know pretty much every multi-billion dollar corporation has billion dollars in debt? They're using other people's money. That's what the stock market is all about, other people's money, right? So while you may not necessarily have a company that people will invest, invest in to get stocks, the moment a bank hands you a credit card, your level of awareness of your options is gonna determine if that credit card cripples you or it enables you. So you look at your credit card, there's good debt and there's bad debt. You think Donald Trump pays cash for all those buildings? Come on. Just good debt and there's bad debt. How many understand that? But here's the thing. What are you focused on? What are you seeing? You see it's bad and all this other kind of stuff and you're afraid that something's not going to work. This business is not going to work. This investment is not going to work. Guess what? You're right. You will not see how it will work because you gave your brain a very direct and specific command that it's not. So you're not going to see it. How many buy into that? That's how your brain works. I don't make this stuff up. Okay, so if you change the idea of who you are, your entire life pretty much changes because how you think is how you feel and how you feel is how you act and how you act is how you are. <coughs> so it pretty much all starts up in here. You'll never change what's in your hand until you change what's in your head. Right? And think about this. This is something that every single one of us have complete and total control over. Right? Every single one of us have complete and total control over that. And you'll never be able to perform beyond what your self-image is going to allow. So one of the things that we have to do is we have to stop allowing other people's ideas and egos determine how we're going to feel about ourselves. People are going to have their opinions, but those don't have to become your opinions, especially if they're negative opinions of you. You have to watch the relationships that you have. Are your relationships enabling you or disabling you? Are you so comfortable that you prefer to fail and underperform in life to keep a comfortable relationship? Or are you willing to break free from that relationship? See, one of the things we have to get, move away from is this faith in the familiar, if you will. We get caught up in these routines, and the routines are comfortable, even if they're not serving us, we continue to do them because they're comfortable. Right? How many of you know what a caterpillar is? You guys have college degrees and you don't know what a caterpillar is? Don't get lazy on me. How many know what a caterpillar is? Right, now, what is a caterpillar really good at? Crawling, right? It can crawl this way, that way, that way, this way. It's just phenomenal, right? How many agree a caterpillar has mastered crawling? But it can never crawl fast enough to fly. So if it wants to transition and it wants to experience life on a completely different level, it has to give up the routine of crawling and adapt the routine of flying. See, here's the thing, you know they're all saying, I'm um, quitters never win and winners never quit. I mean, that's BS. Every successful person is a quitter because they quit doing what doesn't work. They quit the relationships that are holding them back. So if you want to win, Start quitting on the bad attitudes, the wrong relationships, the fear of failure. Give it up. Let yourself be free. I quit all the time. Something ain't working. I quit it. Right? It's all about perspective. You know what I mean? Okay, so who do you need to change or become up here to change the effects? And the reason I say effects is because we live in a cause and effect world. Money is an effect. Mind is cause. Bottom line, money is the effect, mind is cause. Who, who remembers this saying possession is nine-tenths of the law? You ever heard that before? And it's true, it's also true with the law of mind. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. What are you possessing up here? Do you want to possess out here? Without question. Okay, so you need to know what your one becomes with your greatness. Now, let me ask you this. How many want to know what I consider to be the ultimate, 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 ultimate key to become rich and wealthy and successful or whatever it is? How many want to know? That's it? You all should want to know. How many want to know the one thing that I think it is? How many want to know? Very simple. Vote yourself in. Vote yourself in. Your vote is the only vote that counts. Now, I know where you just came out of an election period. You don't need to hold a caucus, a town hall meeting. You don't have to check in with family and friends and see if they'll give you permission to live your life. Get your spine back. Decide the life you want to live and stop talking about it and start living it. Stop trying to learn to be a millionaire and do millionaire. What do millionaires do? How do they think? How do they act? How do they breathe? How do they walk? How do they communicate? What do they read? How often do they read? I'll tell you one thing. Millionaires are not bad. Here's the thing. One thing I know for sure. Every wealthy person that I know, myself included, we have huge freaking libraries. Every person that I know that they don't hardly have any money, has either a very small library or no library at all. Every person that I know has a habit, a very bad habit, of buying everything they can get their hands on. Every person I know that makes a lot of money. And it didn't start because they had the money. It started before they had the money. Every person I know that keeps talking about wanting to make money, they have all this hesitation. Oh, I don't know. There's doubt, hesitation, confusion, this double-mindedness, and they remain stuck. They're not decisive. They don't say, this is for me, I'm going to make it happen, there's got to be a way, it's going to work. Right? So you have to decide what part of the group you want to be on. What what team do you want to be a part of? All right? So you have to vote yourself in. This is Mavis Cox. We get them young, don't we? How many here is 92 years old or older? Anybody? Mavis Cox is 92 years old. And that is her website that makes her four figures a month that we help her to lot. It's on sewing, and you can write it down and you can visit it. She has video of her on her website talking about her sewing patterns. She's 92 years old, and on top of that, once a week, for those that can't count, that's four times a month, okay, she hosts a sewing teleconference. See, that book you had, that's the same book I had. It's like, a what? What in the world do you talk about once a week on the freaking phone about sewing? I'm like, once well, she got the stitch down, that's it, ain't it? I just think they turned themselves into like a granny chat line or something. They can't be talking about sewing. They could be only talking freaky stuff, right? Maybe this is a cover-up for some kind of sex line. I don't know. I don't know what Madison's up to, but she holds some calls once a week. You think I'm kidding? This is the site. She has video on her, and she's showing her patterns and everything. Now, we can't let Mavis Cox beat you. Are you serious? Come on. 92 years old, she doesn't have a walker, she doesn't have a wheelchair. She's awesome. So the bottom line is this. If you were to look at your genetic makeup, you would see that you are genetically engineered and designed to be successful. It's without question. It's in your genes. I am no more deserving of success than you are, and you're no more deserving of success than I am. You can look at anybody that you admire, mentor, close, distant, or otherwise. Nobody is more deserving of success than you. We are no more deserving of success than you. And you know more than us. But here's the kicker. Life does not give you what you deserve. Life gives you what you go claim. Amen. And many of us were caught up in this passivity where we, we think and we hope and we wish and we talk about it and wish about it and dream about it, but we do nothing about it. So it's one thing to have a desire It's another thing to have a pursuit. The pursuit is a proactive daily process of claiming what it is you want. Which is evidence, by the way, of real desire. Otherwise, you just talk. And I can't stand people that just talk. Because I really believe that the evidence of what you really desire is shown in what it is you do every single day, in your routine, where you spend most of your time. So if you're really about this, it should show up in your navy line. Okay, so I want us to stand up real quick and declare our success quickly, 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 because they're going to try to get me off of here. and I haven't even gotten to the marketing stuff yet. They're going to have to extend. I, I begged it for more time. I begged and pleaded. You guys have to go back there and beg and plead, or something. All right, you guys want to declare your success? Yes or no? I want you to say this from your freaking gut, right? I want you. To, I want you to fill the fire in your belly as you say this with me. You ready? I have the heart of a lion. I have the wings of an eagle. <coughs> I have, an I have the wisdom of an angel. I have the determination of a bull. I can and will succeed in whatever I put my mind to. And I won't stop no matter who or what appears to get in my way. For I am motivated to succeed. I am designed for success. I am designed for success. And I know that success is achievable.
0: And I know that
1: success is achievable. All right, give somebody a high five and have a seat. OK, real quickly here, let's talk about the marketing aspect. Real quickly, here's how this whole thing works. The bare essence and fundamentals of the internet. The internet allows people to connect beyond geographical boundaries. All kinds of computers around the world are connected. You're able to contact people in any country as long as you are connected to the internet and they are connected to the internet. It no longer matters. Where business used to be localized, it is now globalized because of the internet. You can sell to, see people talk about the economy, like the US economy, what we have to do is we have to kind of shift our perspective and not necessarily talk in terms of the US economy, but talk in terms of the internet economy which taps into every geographical economy. So we're no longer limited to zip codes and area codes and the kind of localized marketing that most people tend to be imprisoned by, where their local economies tend to not necessarily work out. With the internet, we can connect to all kinds of people. Now what you wanna do on the internet is you wanna have a website with some very, very effective marketing so that when people, and the website, it's just a place for people to go. But it's a place where you actually display value that people want in exchange for money. But for them to even see your message, you have to have marketing that's effective enough and that's good enough so that when they search online, rather they type in somebody else's address or they type into the search engines, they are able to find your website. Maybe it's on partner sites, maybe it's in the search engines, it's in directories, it's via articles, it's on blogs, whatever. But you want them to be able to find your site. But once they come to the site, the marketing message that you have has to be effective. It's one thing to get them there, but you have to be able to convert them. So what happens is, is when they come to your site, you have a great offer, you offer great value, and what they do is they pull out their credit card. Let me ask you something, how many of you have ever been this guy you bought something on the internet? Right, I want to put you on the other side of the process. Right, I want people coming to your website, sitting and pulling out their credit cards and giving you their money, right? And there's nothing wrong with being on the other side, but I mean, this side is just a whole lot more fun. Right, especially if you're not even there, because the thing is, is, When you put this whole thing on autopilot, if you have digital products, which is what I recommend you get into, guess what happens? People, the moment they buy, all the transactions are happening, they happen seamlessly, they get approved, and for those that get approved, they get access to the product and they get instant gratification. They can start downloading the product. How many ever bought something you downloaded? The person made money while they weren't there, right? So you know this works. What you gotta do is you gotta have to balance it out a little bit. You know, be on the receiving end, be the recipient. You know, be the person that's getting the transactions coming in and providing people the opportunity to instantly and independently download stuff while you're not around. Right, is that exciting, yes or no? Now, you don't want to just do that once, you want to do that again and again and again and again and again. The question is, how many times would you like to do it? Once, how many say once is enough? Okay, how many will stop at 10? 100? Unlimited, right? That's what I'm talking about. And the thing is, is the moment you got the machine set up and it's in place, it works whether you're there or not. How many can get excited about something like that? That's what I'm talking about. It works whether you're there or not. So here's some th- things you want to know about the internet. And I'm just going to go through these real quick. First thing it is you need is a rabbit market. You have to have a rabbit market of buyers. Okay? Just write these down because I've got to go through these really quickly. You want to have a rabbit market of buyers. Not just any old market. If you do a search online, millions of people search for screensavers, but you're not going to make money selling screensavers. Buyers, rabbit markets, of buyers are people that, they, whatever it is that value is, they refuse to live without it, okay? They have a means of getting it, and they won't let anything stand in their way. See, it's one thing to, you know, be able to have this product that people want, but they can't afford it. How do you want to make money with that? So you want to make sure that you have the proper mixture going on that you have a rabid market of buyers, people that are already writing checks. And I'll tell you in a minute how to do that. With a hot selling product. Wanna have a hot selling product, but the the issue with people that are new is that they don't know what's gonna be a hot selling product or not, right? So it's like, well, how do they know? Here's the thing, I'm gonna tell you. Again, this whole thing is about position, okay? The amount of money that you're making right now in your life or in your business is directly related to the power of the position that you set up. Okay, And there's three positions. I want you to write them down. You can take one of these positions and it will allow you to accelerate at a rapid pace. What you do is you find an existing product that is already winning. In other words, a product that has already been that's already being fed into a market of rapid buyers, meaning these people are already to, trained to write checks or swipe their credit cards. They're already buying. So you do not have to persuade them of the value of that particular product or service. What you want to do is instead of copying it, which is what many people like to do, what you want to do is you want to do one of three things you want to complement it enhance it enhance it or enable greater utility okay bottom line is how many here go to mcdonald's how many go to mcdonald's but you do not want to admit that you go to mcdonald's all right here's the thing with mcdonald's one of the things that helped them to go into this exponential growth curve was their mcdonald's upset okay and if you go to marketing seminars and people talk about it they'll talk about you know, the phrase, you know, would you like fries with that? Or would you like to supersize it? But it's not necessarily the phrase, as much as it is the essence of it that works. See, when you go in, you get a Big Mac, if they say, would you like some pizza with that? Unless you're greedy, you're not gonna say yes, because it doesn't make sense, right? But would you like fries with that makes sense because the fries complement the burger, right? That's an example of being a compliment. Now, when you go in, it's like, hey, you know, do you like to supersize that Coke and supersize those fries? Well, of course. Why? Because this already is an enhanced experience. You're already getting fries and soda, anyway. Yeah, let's make it super size. You know, give me more calories, right? Why not? I want to see how fast I can clog my arteries, right? So it's like super. So it fits, okay? So what you want to do is the thing is is when you think about your position, you want to have a position that people in your market are willing to support, not attack or defend against. And if you see a product that's winning and you default to a position, oh, I'm gonna copy that, you're pretty much gonna be eliminated. It's gonna be very, very difficult. It's gonna require many more resources to try to penetrate that market and grow and make money. But if you find somebody that already has a product that's winning and they're making a ton of money, and it's like, listen, here's a way that I can enhance, compliment, or enable greater utility. Instead of attacking you or defending against you, they then embrace you. You kind of deal with them a joint venture deal just like this, they start marketing your, your, your uh, um, complimentary product or whatever to their market and you make money faster than you can blame. How many understand what I'm talking about here? This is about being intelligent and in what it is you're doing. This is one of the things I do, I help people get into markets like really fast. It's like, oh, I don't have an experience, reputation or a product. They're like, no problem. It's all about the position. Once we find the right lead product to go with, meaning we know somebody that has a rabbit market, they have great sales, people are trained to write checks and swipe their credit cards, we find a position that we can use that helps us to enhance the day or compliment. Other thing is, you want to know how to generate traffic. Bottom line is, you have to get the buyers to the site. If nobody comes to the website, then nobody is seeing what you're saying or what you're offering, and there's no opportunity for them to respond. Okay, bottom line. And you want to have a website that converts them into buyers, okay? Period. Bottom line is, when they come to the website, they need to be converted. And you need to have a website that's really, really good at doing that. Not just any old website, though. And the fifth thing is, you have to have a persuasive follow-up process. Because 99, 90, depending on your website, 95 to 99% of the people, you know, are not going to buy when they first come to your website. So you need to be able to follow up cultivate the relationship, nurture the relationship, be there when they're ready to buy, or send enough persuasive follow-up material to get them to buy You know, a few days later, if not a few weeks later. But the bottom line is, is when you have enough people going through your pipeline, this just equals sales every single day. Okay, so three things you need to know. There are websites. And you can make a lot of money with websites. When I first got started, I made websites, and I made a lot of money, but I was ignorant. I didn't know what it is I knew now, and I didn't have the privilege of being in a room where there were people that could train me and coach me and help me to avoid the, the errors of my ignorance. So for me, it was a lot of trial and error and learning. But you can make money with websites. And then there are internet businesses, okay? Internet businesses like your Yahoo store and your eBay stuff and all that. And again, you can make a ton of money. But it was later that I matured and I realized that, you know what? You can have what I call well-oiled money machines. I mean, where this thing is just like, it's like maximum benefits for minimal effort. Ultimate in leveraging small things. Meaning, you take one thing that you're going to do anyway, and the amount of leverage that you get out of it is like unbelievable, it's extraordinary. How many want to know what that looks like? Okay, these are the qualities of a well-oiled money machine. What have we already talked about? A rabbit market of buyers. Okay? Second thing is, you need to have a system that helps you to find, get, keep, and grow customers. You don't want to be doing that manually. There should be a very effective and efficient system that does that. Because that's part of the autopilot process, all right? Other thing is, it has to have a built-in sales funnel, which means it doesn't just have one product, which is one of the things I did early on. I was selling these one-off products, right? So after a sale, it was like, that was it. I wasn't taking advantage of buyer's momentum, meaning I didn't have additional products for them to buy. What is buyer's momentum? How many of you, either yourself, or you know somebody that's left out the house to go to the grocery store, and they said they're gonna go get one thing? How many know somebody like that? Now, do they really come back with one thing most of the time? Of course not. The moment they go to the store to buy that one thing, all this other stuff that's around, they're in that buying process, and they have what's called buyer's momentum, and it becomes more easier and a lot, a lot more efficient for them to just start buying all this other stuff, even if they don't need it, even if they don't really want it, but they're already in the process. So, in your internet business, just selling one-off products, you are losing money like you wouldn't believe. Because what you're doing is you are cutting off the buying process. So you're, not, you're not satisfying them and taking advantage of the momentum because they, you built enough trust for them to make one purchase. What you have to do now is you have to extend that purchase and allow them to say when they purchase another. So that's why you want to have a, um, a very, very deep sales process. And you want to have products in your funnel that allows you to make $1,000 or more. These are what we call the big ticket products. That gives you that big hit you know, in the process where that confidence has been built the affinity has been built, and it allows you to make big money on single purchases. Okay. Another um, thing is, it pays you on other people's marketing. Not necessarily network marketing, but <coughs> we're you when you bring people in, and somebody else wants to start marketing it, you can make money off of that because you brought the person in. It doesn't have to be a network marketing company. It can be a product that you're selling that has a two-tier affiliate program, or your own affiliate program for your products where other people are doing the marketing for you. And it allows you to earn 24-7. I think of Gordon Gekko and Wall Street that said money never sleeps, right? But you know, we do, so what we have to do is we have to have machines in place that allow us to make money 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Rather we're awake, sleep, working, playing, goofing off, whatever it is we're doing. So it doesn't matter, you're making money independent of your own efforts, and it happens 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And it stuffs monthly residual cash into your pocket. Okay, That means there's continuity programs, you know, a person buys something, and they are like on this auto deal, maybe it's 10 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, 100 bucks a month. I have programs where people pay 1,000 bucks a month. But the thing is, it's like every single month, I mean, you're making money at a certain day, you haven't even done anything. Okay? So you wanna make sure that that's tagged into it. It also allows you to focus on just one thing. And the reason that's important is because many people get caught up in what I call the tall weeds. When they think about a business, whether it's on the internet, not to think about all these things they have to do. Well, I have a product, I have a website, I have to do all these different things, but at the end of the day, if you're not marketing, you're not making money. You realize that? Even if you're in the process of creating products, you're not making money. There's potential there, but what you have to do is you have to move as quickly as possible to the marketing process. So what happens is, is that a lot of people, they get caught up in all this activity. Okay, they're doing all these different things, but if the bullseye is making money, and all the activities you're doing aren't money related, then you constantly miss the bullseye. Very, very few marketers understand there are critical key activities that would hit the bullseye every single time and most of those activities have to do with marketing. So that's one of the things you want to make sure that you're completely and totally focused on is that you have the ability to get the marketing. And, you know, to kind of like you know, conclude this whole thing, one of the things you have to realize is that sometimes we get caught up in what should I do, right? You know, how many say, well, you know, if I knew what to do, I can make a lot of money. How many figure if you knew what to do, you could make a lot of money? Many of us think that way. But it's really a, a, a combination of what to do, how to do it, and where to do it. See, for example, how many does anybody here play tennis? Right? Anybody here play tennis? Anybody here tried to play tennis before? Right? <laughs> now notice more hands have tried to play tennis went up than play tennis. Right? So I understand the experience. So the thing is, it's like you try to play tennis, you know what to do. There's the ball, here's the racket, hit the ball back. Right? Now knowing what to do and how to do it when you get on the court are like two different rules apart, right? So knowing how to properly hit the ball so it goes across the net like a Serena Williams or a Roger Federer is a completely different ball game. But the moment you know what to do and how to do it, if you want to play an opponent and win, you have to know where to do it. You have to know ball placement. You have to know exactly where to hit the ball. So to succeed in winning business, be it the internet or otherwise, you have to understand the sweet spot between what to do, how to do it, and where to do it. And that's one of the things that we do in, in helping people is we help them understand what to do, how to do, where to do it, and bring that sweet spot combination with understanding human nature. So, how many want to know what I consider to be the biggest success secret ever? Oh, you guys got to shake off that sluggishness. How many want to know the biggest success secret ever? It's very simple. Um, I forgot, somebody was up here and said they're, they're, you know, they're in the network marketing business. I don't, it didn't matter what you are, a chiropractor, an attorney, an accountant, You sell water filters, you sell juices, you sell info products. Let me tell you something. That is not the business you're in. You're in the more life business. You're in the business of giving more life to more people. Whenever somebody comes to you for any kind of transaction, it's because they are hoping that what it is they get from you gives them more life in some area of their life. That is it. It's not about the juice. It's about what the juices want to give to them. If it gives them energy, it's about how they want to be able to leverage that energy to have more life someplace. It's not about the business itself or the money it they can make. It's what they're going to be able to do with that money that's going to give them more life in some area of their life. How many understand what I'm talking about? If you understand that you are in the more life business, things begin to change. Because it's not about the products. It's not about the services. It's about how can we make, give more life to more people, make a crap load of money doing it, and as possible, make history in the process. How many can buy into something like that? See, here's the here's thing. There's no guilt in making crap loads of money if you are giving people more life. In fact, you give more life to more people, they will with pleasure give you the money. And say, please, enjoy it. Because of what it is you've been able to give to them. Okay? So this is Greg Caesar. Um, I wish I could take credit for the idea for the product that I can't, but my wife gave him the idea. But Greg was sitting in the seat just like you. Just like you, and got a product, $29.95 digital product, his first 11 months. With this product, he made $161,000, over $161,000 on the internet. And that's his real account statement right there. How many would like to have that in your first 11 months? That's not do bad, right? Anybody would take that. All right, so here's the thing. Here's another account. I, I spent three hours total on this entire thing and haven't touched it since. And the last time I checked that was April 2008. Three hours, and it's done over $300,000. Three hours. How many would like to spend three hours and make over $300,000? I mean, this is the kind of, this is like a machine. Once you know the pattern, you just put it into play and that's it. That's it, you just do it again, you do it again,